today, this message, let, let, me, let me lay it out like this. This message today, you have a lot of people who are in relationships that are very difficult. I'm talking about like difficult relationships. Uh, you know, uh, be it a, a, a partnership, a friendship, you know, a marriage, you know what I mean, uh, with kids, you know, you have, you have this, these difficult relationships. You ever see people just angry at each other all the time? Have you ever experienced that? Just upset, just, just like, and they talk to each other, just, I mean, you know, just family members talking to each other crazy. I mean, you know, just, it's just a constant barrage of, 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 of negativity. And, and, and you're wondering, why is it not changing? Right? Listen, I know when we leave church and we go back into our environment, it could be negative. Right? But my question is, is God powerful enough to change the negativity. But he can't change the negativity if you don't get involved in the process. Because you can have information and no application. One of these days, I'm going to preach one sermon every week for two months until you get it. Because I, I noticed something. I noticed that, that when you keep getting information and you don't apply it, it's like you got one area of work for a minute and then you slip right back after that sermon is over and then you go back to that other thing when something else is being preached. And it's kind of like, man, I have, to, I have to be consistent in my application. I, I will sit and talk to people for hours, right, in counseling, and they will leave out and do the same thing <laughs> that they had done the, the, after the two hours of, of, of counseling. And so today, I believe I found something. Today, I found something. I found the last key to unlocking how to break the cycle of negativity, of negative speaking. I found it. Join me in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. We've dealt with, with from verses, uh, we dealt from verses 22, and now we're going to go to verses 31. I found the key. Tell your neighbor, Pastor, found the key. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to get this key today. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm breaking this cycle. I'm breaking this cycle. I'm breaking this cycle. Amen. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, let, verse 31, verse 31, let all, all, what? Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander be put away 
from you. Along with, I thought he was over, all malice. Verse 32, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Look at, look at chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of who? God. As what? Beloved children. Verse 2, the A part. And what? Walk in love. I want to talk about this morning the key to breaking the cycle of negative speaking. Part three, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, watch your mouth. This last message on this topic I believe that, as I said, it's the key. It's the key to unlocking those things that you probably feel like you can't never, ever rid yourself of. This is who I am. Some of us have accepted certain behavior patterns about ourselves and we have concluded this is how I'm always going to be. Next week, I'm going to focus on breaking the cycle of insecurity. Week after that, I'm going to break. I'm going to talk about breaking. Two weeks later, I'm going to talk about breaking the cycle of feeling the feeling of inferiority. Amen. But before you can break the cycle of insecurity and inferiority, you have to break the cycle of negativity. By now, you should be watching your mouth. By now, amen, you should be thinking to yourself, man, I've got to be careful what I say because verse 30 of this passage of this chapter says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God whom you were sealed from the day of redemption. I don't know if you re really understand what that really means. That means that you have the power of God. The power of God is in you through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Can I help you with something? You have been sealed until the day of redemption. You have the Spirit of God in you. In other words, you can look at life and see a good day, a better day. You have the, the ability, amen, to have joy. God left his spirit in you. The same spirit that impregnated Mary and gave birth to Jesus Christ. That's the spirit I'm talking about. Amen. The same spirit that can grant you power to have self-control in situations. God's spirit is especially sensitive to sin because of his close relationship with us. Those who have been saved and Watch this. And defined as the Lord's people, the Spirit has sealed you until the day of redemption. He dwells in you. Still, even Christians may fall 
into significant sin, which grieves the Holy Spirit. And what happens now is you're introducing what I call a distance between you and him. See, you can never lose the spirit, but you can have a distance from it. Whenever you're distant from the Holy Spirit, what happens is you are susceptible to falling, watch this, for anything. Amen. And accepting anything. We have to use this as motivation to stay committed to ridding ourselves of negative speaking. Is it possible, though? I say yes. Because I remember when I, I, I believe that the only way that I've really changed is, is when I was convicted. You, you know, you know, you know, you know what conviction. Anybody know what conviction feels like? Huh? Like, like, like you're like, and you hear the preacher say, "You're like, Dad, why are you talking about it? How, how he know what happened yesterday? See what I'm saying? Like, why ain't all in my biz biz? You know what I mean? Pastor sure knows it. But it be the Holy Spirit, man. Like, like, and and that should clue you in. Like, man." There's something real to this Christian journey, right? And so, so that tells you that when you have that kind of connection, here's what you can say to yourself, that you have a relationship with God. We come to our passage today, and, and Paul writes to the con concluding to the church of Ephesus. He says, listen, he, look what he said. He says, he says, now, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, which you've been sealed with redemption, right? Verse 31, he says, let all, all right, now I'm going to break this down, okay? Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and, cl and clamor, and slander, I'm going to stop right there, right? He says, he says, he says, let these things, all of them, you know what I found out? I found out that the reason that we're still negative, or we speak negative, we feel a certain kind of way about people. We treat people a certain kind of way. And if you're going to break this cycle, write this down. The first thing you got to do, ready? Find the source of all your negativity. Now, the verse lists the sources. For instance, the word bitterness here. See, Two people can't get along. They can't talk to each other with love. You know why? Because the source is what? Bitterness. You know what the word bitterness here means? It means, it means poison. It indicates poison from a fruit or a wild vine. A bitter place. Reason I can't get along with you is because I got so much Juice in me. Not venom, juice. But, 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 but everybody don't see that negativity. And, and because I'm not bitter at everybody. I'm just bitter at you. So notice, I can speak to this person in a, in a soft, kind tone. But when it comes down to you, I got to... Ah. 
excessive bitterness can destroy you. The source, he says, is bitterness. Yeah, I grew up on the rough side of the mountain, but guess what? That doesn't change. That doesn't affect me. It's what I have in me. And he says, let all of that bitterness, you have to open up that valve today. And you got to pull it out and you got to release all of it. Watch the next thing he says. He says, bitterness, what's the next thing? Wrath. You know what the word wrath means? Wrath is an emotion. Oh, watch this. The word for wrath here means an outburst of anger. Not just anger, but the outburst of anger which stems from bitterness. It is the emotion. Okay, it's the outburst. Can you imagine being with somebody you love and you got, you always in an outburst of anger with them? Like, and you blaming them, but it's you. You're the one that got that stuff in you that you can't let go of. Because look at the next word. The next word is anger. Now, the word anger there, it's, watch this. First one is an emotion. The other one is a state. It's a state of mind. And what's in my mind comes out my mouth. And I'm saying to somebody here today, the word says we got to let that stuff go. Reason I can't speak to you with love, the reason I can't love you is because I'm, I'm watch this. I got bitterness in my heart, I got wrath in my emotions, and my state of mind is watch this, watch this. And you know what that word anger simply means too? It means to stretch yourself to the point where you lose yourself. It literally means to cover it. To want your way so bad that guess what? You're willing to covet things, watch this, so that you hold on to it so long that it turns you. Now, here's the one that got me. Here's the one that got me. That, them three didn't get me. But I had to drop to my knees and pray and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And I'm working on this, y'all. I'm working, I'm working hard on this one. Clamor. What is clamor? You ready? Raising your voice. Every time you raise your voice, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. Every time you raise your voice, okay? It is a sin against the Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord. And then on top of that, you got wrath, you got anger, you got malice, and then that's the reason why you raise your voice, because you haven't dealt with the first three. I, I can testify I've been delivered. It wasn't until I got all that stuff out of my heart I was able to speak to my wife with love. 
that we were able to disagree, to disagree, to negotiate through our situations and things like that because I had to get the stuff out of my heart, not for her, but just all the stuff I've had all my life. I'm trying to help somebody today. You want psychological help. No, you need an attitude adjustment. Because you got the Holy Ghost. And if we're in church every day, every week, and we're not changing the way we speak, and we're not ridding ourselves, uh, listen, the word slander, the word, the word slander next. Watch this. Clamor is one thing. Shout. But watch this. The word slander, you know, slander, you think about, you know, talking about somebody. But, but here's, what, here's what it means in the Greek language. It means abusive language and cussing. Verbal abuse. Verbal abuse, it means the very worst type of wounding someone's reputation. Talking about people, but cussing, carrying on. And listen, 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 listen to me. The reason why you put yourself in that state of, of rage is because you have not dealt with these things. You haven't rid yourself of them. And, it's, and you have to pay attention. Stop blaming everybody for your language. Stop blaming everybody for your anger, your wrath, your, your, your bitterness, the poison that comes out. It's not their fault. It's you. And until you and I take responsibility for what we are doing, we can't blame anybody else. I got to move on. He says slander. When you find it, the source, you got to find your source. Now, some of us, we got all five of them, okay? And then some of us, we just may have one, okay? You got to decide what you have today, all right? And don't be talking about I'm a rebel. I got all of them. I mean, don't, you know, just come on. Come on now. You just, just come on. But, but when you're raising your voice and all that kind of stuff, when you're getting all, when you let that build up get in you and you explode, look what he says. Look what he says after slander. What do he say after slander? Put it away. What does he say? Put it away. Now watch this. How do I put away something that I've been doing for years? Huh? How do I do that? Here's the next point. You ready for the next point? Free yourself by following the solution. Find the source and then free yourself. If you're going to be free, you have to raise your standard. The word put off does not mean to take it off. It means to raise something and raise yourself, to elevate yourself to a higher way. It, it's, it's the word 
arrow in the Greek. It's where we get our English word aeroplane. So what he's saying is, he says, I don't want you to take it off because you may put it back off. What I want you to do is raise it up and let it take flight off your, out of your life. And then raise your level of thinking, raise your level of, hello somebody, of living so that you don't return back to it. So that when you touch down on the runway, oh, I wish I had somebody. And, and watch this. And when, and when you pull up and, and you taxied and you come to the gate, watch this. And, you, and they open the door, you walk out a new person. Because you have allowed yourself. To, to you have rid yourself today of bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, and malice. You have to lift yourself from negativity. You have to remove yourself from certain people, certain environments, certain places. Watch this. They keep pulling you back down because they don't want you to take flight. They want to keep you down. But you got to raise that bitterness up off of you. Come on, tell your neighbor, raise it off. Raise that wrath off of you. Raise that anger off of you. Raise that clamor. Lay, raise that slander off of you. And until it takes flight, you will forever be the same. I asked the Lord for years to take my anger. I asked the Lord for years to remove the anger from me. Lord, take, I would pray that all the time. And God said, man, if you would just listen to my word and apply, I will change you. And the Lord has changed my heart. May I say this to you? You have to remove yourself so you can take flight to the new destination. To your new destiny. Come on, somebody. From where you are going, for where you're going, watch this, man can't take you there. But God can't put you there if you still have all this stuff in your heart. You ever thought about that? How can God bless me and I'm mad at my family members? I'm you don't understand what they did to me. You don't understand what they did, this person did to me. You don't understand this. You don't understand. I don't need to understand. See, here's the thing. You need to understand the reason you're still there is because you refuse to let go. Look at verse 32. He says, then he, then he says what? So watch this. So what's the first thing you do? Find the source. Free yourself by following. Be consistent. The solution. But here's the next point. Here's the next point. He says, he says, verse, 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 verse 32. He says, be kind to one. He said, be kind to one another. Let me hope somebody right quick. Let me tell you what that word. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Some of us, our hearts are so hard for certain people that we cannot let go of the hurt. Tenderhearted. You ever heard this? You're so cold-blooded. You know what that means? That means you're being compared to a snake.
tenderhearted. You know what the word tenderhearted means? To be gentle. Watch this. Easy to live with. Just, just, man, I used to be a mess. It was hard living with me. I'm not ashamed to say where I've been. Because I know where I am now. Can this not talk? You know what I mean? Uh, here's the thing. I'm trying to be tenderhearted here. Oh Lord. <laughs> Amen. Watch this. I, 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 I was a mess. But God changed my heart. I have a heart now. I believe I have a tender heart. I still, I'm still tough, but I got a little tender. I have a tender heart because here's the thing. I know I have a tender heart because I know that God removes certain things that I used to do that I don't do anymore. I can't be mad for long. You know, I, like, like seriously, like if, 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 if I happen to have a, get to a situation with my wife or something like that or my kids or anybody, as a matter of fact, it doesn't take long for me to just say, you know what, hey, you know, forget it. It's okay. I'm not, what am I going to be all bitter and mad? What, you know, why would I be like that? Why would I carry that? I tell some people, you don't know me. You got to know me. I'm tough, but I'm tender. You hear me? Amen. But but this 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 passage, I'm studying. He said, "Be tenderhearted." He said, "Hold on, be kind." And then he said, "Be tenderhearted." That word "tenderhearted" means compassion. Some of us we ain't got no compassion, man. We cold, man. We're like, man, shoot, I've been hurt. That brother, he just messed me up. Shoot, he left me, and I'm shoot. Uh uh, no, it's gonna be hard for you. Shoot, uh uh. And you wonder why you ain't got no man now. You letting out all that poison. And, and look, and who you're going to attract is poisonous people. For real. Like, whatever you let out, that's what you're going to attract. But if you're, if you're, if, listen, listen, listen. There's not going to be one, in any relationship you get into, you're going to have problems with. I don't care what kind of relationship you, I don't care how, how spiritual you are. The key to relationship, I know this has to do with negative speaking, but Think about it. Your, your, these emotional things that God has shown us in his word, right, it affects how we speak to each other. So I had to learn how to speak to my kids. I did have to learn that because coming up, my, the way we, shoot, anybody grew up in one of them homes? Huh? I mean, I'm, they, they call it verbal abuse. That's what they call it. Amen. The Bible calls it what it is, bitterness. And you're wondering, what did I do? You're a little kid, right? You're wondering, what did you do? And all your life, you're raising up under all of that. Then what, then, what, then what happens to you? Then you do the same thing to your kids. But I thank God for saving me. He saved me. He saved my soul. He saved my soul. So I, I believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you won't get with me this morning, I'm going to get with myself. I'm going to let you know something. I've been freed. I've been delivered. I know about this stuff firsthand. But I cannot be cold-blooded to people. I cannot have in my heart 
something that keeps me from loving my wife and loving my children. No matter how many times we have been down a different road or up a different road, it doesn't matter how many disagreements we've had, we had to love each other and let go. Let it take flight. Are you with me? Look what he says. Look what he says next. Hit, 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 hit. What I tell you? I didn't give you, I didn't give you the third point. Did I? I did? Let me give it to you. I got so excited I didn't give you the point. Fix your heart. That's the next point. Failure to failure to will cause you to repeat the cycle. The reason why you're not changing because your heart ain't being fixed. Fix your heart. Fix your heart, man. Fix your heart. Listen, there's no way you can sit here in church and smile and sing in the choir and usher at the door and, and do ministry and preach and, and, and do sound, all this other stuff. And in your heart, you have this junk. And you're only kind to who you want to be kind to. Don't we do that? Aren't we selective? Husbands and wives, I want to tell you something. It's time to stop tripping. For real. It's time to stop tripping. But you don't understand. I don't need to understand. I understand what the scripture says. Jesus took so much for us. If he, he took all of this and even more, and he's saying to you as his example, fix your heart, man. Fix your heart. Tell your neighbor, fix your heart. Look what the next part of that verse says. He says what? He says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Right? Fix your heart. The next thing he says, forgiving who? Each other. Just, I just want to touch forgiving each other. Forgiving who? Write this down. See, if you practice this, when you come in the presence of that person that got, that gets your goat all the time, you're going to be free. Write this down. Free yourself by forgiving and forgetting. That's what the problem is. We forgive, but we don't forget. Whoever taught you that, incorrect information. Because watch this. If God still remembers your sins, guess what? He would limit your life. If God still remember what you was before, guess what? You wouldn't have what you have today. So when you forgive someone, you forget. And listen, you push it out your mind fast. If I've let you go, uh, you know what? I forgive you. Let it go, saints. Let it go. Free yourself. Listen, you know why you're not free? Because you won't forget. Because you're holding on to a record. You're holding on to the things that's happening to you. And you're saying to yourself, man, Man, every time you get around that person, guess what? You, you Listen, you talk crazy, man. 
Listen, I want to tell you something. When your heart is filled with these qualities, your mind, your thoughts, and words will be positive at all times. Stop holding on to long accounts. Something happened yesterday. Baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. I apologize. Would you forgive me? I think about it. But look what the next part of that verse says. Watch this. He says, forgive. Oh, y'all get what? Forgive just as. What does just as mean? The example you have, right? So you say, I don't know how to forgive. You don't understand what he did to me. He says, Here's what he's saying. He's saying, in this life, all of us have a need for forgiveness. Stop playing the victim card. Because you have wronged somebody. And guess who you wronged? God. But God comes alongside you, and guess what he does? He what? He forgives you. He casts your sin as far as the east is from the west. He casts your, your, your sins in the sea of forgiveness, never to bring them up, ever, ever. When you're fighting, you remember what you did? No, he don't do that. I, I, have, a, I have a desire, y'all, for this message. That some of you, you know who you are. That you apply this message today. Or else I'm going to preach it again next week. I need to preach this again next week. Because look, because look, watch it, watch this now. You ready? Ready for this point? Now this point going to bless you. All right? Ready? Facts over feelings. Never forget, here's the fact, what God did for you. That's the point. Facts over feelings. Never forget when you think you're just that good. When you think that you don't deserve what, you know, what this person is doing to you. I want you to go to the facts because guess what? You ain't always been that good. Facts over feelings. Never forget. When people hurt us, if we notice the negativity came from our interaction with people and unresolved issues that left you bitter, angry, and negative, you got to forgive them. You ain't hear me. Let us forget. That, don't forget this, that you were just like them. Don't forget this, that God extended forgiveness to you and them. And you say, I, I, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I, I refuse to do it. And that's why you're going to stay bitter. This is why we have to remember because we, we say, I don't deserve this treatment. And the devil will cause you to hate them. To speak negative about them. But you have to what? Forgive them. 
over feelings. Can I tell you something? It was hard for me to forgive until I looked at the magnitude of my sins and I said, man, God has truly forgiven me. And if he's forgiven me, then I can forgive you because it benefits me and it benefits you. But watch this. Watch this. It serves as a witness to you that God has changed me. Verse 5. Chapter 5, verse 1, look what he says. Therefore, because of all that was said, what are you saying? Be what? No, that word imitate to mimic. So when you tell me that, that's hard to do, I already know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. But don't imitate the world's way of forgiveness. So lastly, finally. Follow God's example by walking in love. Love. Let me, let me just say this. Let me talk to somebody real quick. Love is not conditional. Love means that you are loving this person whether they deserve it or not. Love is not I give and then you give back to me. That ain't love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that when I was a sinner, God was dying for me. Before I even became a believer, God loved me enough to die for me even before I knew him. That's love. Follow, imitate God. We have to be God imitators. Who are you imitating? The world? Look what he says. He says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved what? Children and walk in what? Love. True love. We say we love, but why do we hate our spouse? Why do we talk negative to everybody else about them? To them about them. If we mimic God, we prove that, number one, we're children of God. If we mimic the world, we prove that we're children of the world. Who you mimic, write this down, tells your story. I got one minute. One of the things I love about elementary school was when the teacher would say, Derek, come on up here and write on the, on the board. Whenever the teacher would ask for volunteers, I would run up there. I would raise my hand. Ooh, me. One of the beautiful things was if I made a mistake with the chalk, 
there was always the eraser to rid myself of the error. Forgiveness works the same. Forgiveness, it is the cancellation of something. It is the deletion of an error. It is the ability to erase a mistake and start over again. Somebody here today, it's time for you to start over again. It's time for you to start over your marriage. Start over your friendships. Start over. Erase all those wrongs that you're holding on to. Why are you hesitating so much? Oh, I don't want to be hurt. You already hurt. Matter of fact, you hurt and you hurting people. And now you become the victim because you won't do your part. See, here's the thing. Before you become a victim, you got to ask yourself a question. Have I done these things? Did I, did I find the source of all my negativity? Did I free myself by following the solution? Did I fix my heart? Because failure to do so will cause a repeat to me to repeat the cycle. Did you free yourself by forgiving and forgetting feelings over facts? By never forgetting what God did for me. And lastly, by following God's example, by walking. Man, if y'all only understand how dark my life was. How bitter a person I was. How I used to hold on to grudges. People do me wrong now. My wife be like, nah, don't you give them no second chance. You know, they know you did you wrong. I'm like, I don't have the heart to, 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 to hold on. I don't have the heart to, 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 you know what I mean? I just don't have the heart for that. And one of the things that I've asked the Lord to help me do is not have that heart, to have the same heart for my wife and my children. For some reason, the people closest to us are the ones that we are more wrathful to. We hold more clamor for them. We hold more stuff for them, more anger. And I want to tell you something. Two minutes over, but I want to tell you something right now. It is time for you and I to break this cycle. And I know I was animated today. I know I did a lot, but here's the point. What I'm trying to tell you today that the Holy Spirit is talking to you and you're here today and you say, Pastor, I got to rid myself of this junk today. Would you come today and reconcile? Reconcile. Reconcile. Get the remorse out. Get all this stuff out and reconcile. The reason why you, listen, you can get along with anybody if your heart is not full with all this stuff. Would you come this morning? I want to pray with you. If you're online, if you want to come this morning, I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray. There's a reason why I wore red shoes today. Amen. We on fire today. Amen. And we want to rid ourselves
of anything in our hearts. Amen. You should be running up here. You know who you are. I said run. But but listen, if you that Come on, y'all. Come, come on now. If you chance to get up here with your husband. Come on, man. Come on. Quit playing, man. Come on, man. Let's quit playing, man. Let's quit playing, man. Let's come on, man. We going somewhere. We we going somewhere. And whenever we get there, guess what we gotta do? Guess what we gotta do? Guess what we gotta do when we get there? We can't have this stuff in us. You're gonna sleep better tonight. Watch. Tonight you're gonna sleep better. You're going to sleep better tonight. Somebody done hurt you to the core. Come on, man. Come on, man. You've been living with that hurt. You've been living with that person all these years, too. And you're like, God, I hope God changed him, Lord. No, God changed me. Take that bitterness from me so I don't have to cuss him out. Or hold on to all kinds of stuff in our hearts. And if you're online and you want to pray, you need prayer. We got some people online watching that. And you want prayer for that? We want to pray for that too.